this is Pete Moore on Halo NYC. I am here with Rick Rome, Wash Club. Used to be part of just NYC distribution. We are going national, and then we will go global. Rick, welcome to Halo Talks. Hey, Pete. Good to be, good to be here. Thanks for having me. How you doing? Awesome. Great. So uh, we are uh, hopefully on our, our pathway out of COVID. We got clubs getting uh, their members back. We got guys debating whether to put in towel service again or not. Uh, so wanted to get your take, you know, first give us a little background on Wash Club, how you're an integral part of the supply chain. And, you know, we'll talk about how to roll things back uh, back to normal by the time we're done here. <laughs> sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, Wash Club, Wash Club is a uh, national business that services in 75 cities, four countries, you know, COVID did definitely take a bite out of us, you know, really bad in terms of our gyms. I'd probably tell you 90 plus percent of our gyms are, are closed. Uh, on the upside, uh, we're definitely seeing trickling back into place, which is nice. Definitely not as uh, robust um, as before, but you know what? Uh, we made it through the dark, dark time. And now guys who were seven days a week are now once or, or twice a week. Maybe they're dropping a few hundred to a few thousand pounds, but you know what? It's okay. We're starting to get back into things, um, which is, I think, very important, very important to that. And um, yeah, that's where we're at right now uh, in regard to that. So when, when you take a look at, you know, I've been, I've been doing this now 20 years. Dave's been doing it pretty close to the same amount. You know, you got health clubs and studios. Sometimes they'll bring in their own laundry equipment into a studio, like a soul cycle. Uh, New York sports clubs pre-COVID, you know, had a pretty robust industrial, commercial, whatever you want to call it, um, you know, thousands of towels a day and truck service. So, you know, when someone comes in and says, hey, I, you know, I want to provide service, you know, what's the pros and cons of doing it internally and externally just to do like a little bit of a, you know, cliff notes on on how to think through that? Sure, sure. So, I mean, I get it from the from the gym's perspective. You know, it's um, there's some value added quality control. Um, they do it in house in case they have a, a living social or some type of class pass, and they all of a sudden get swamped and they, they need more coverage. Um, from that perspective, I totally get it. But in my opinion, it's pretty short sighted because everywhere labor costs are moving higher, regulations are moving higher, and one of the biggest pain points with anybody who manages, you know, you know, let's just say. 15 to 20 plus employees or more is labor, right? So, you know, for every for every dollar you pay somebody, it costs you a dollar 30 out of your pocket. So at the end of the day, you know, why don't you focus on what's best, right? Your business and growing that aspect of it. Because you know, you have a multi-million dollar business and you're gonna save, let's say, 25, 30000 dollars a year uh, by outsourcing it. I think that your time is worth a lot more than that. Then you throw in other um other factors, like we use ozone. Ozone kills 99%, 90, almost 100% of all germs, bacteria, mold, fungus. So why wouldn't you want to have that completely eliminated from your uh, thought processes? So you can think about how am I going to get more people in this gym or in this class? How am I going to market it? I mean, it, it's a, the value is short-sighted, in my opinion, at the end of the day. And it, it always seems like space is, is, is a very, um, especially in New York, uh, and other uh, suburb, uh, high, high, high population areas, LA, San Francisco, space is, is, is a premium. 
So do you want to do you want to save it for twenty thousand dollars and utilize that space, or do you want to put in an extra maybe two or three bikes if you're a spin spin studio, uh, which can generate a hundred thousand dollars in sales? Let's say those three bikes. So I, I think that's the way you got to look at it, in my opinion. Yeah, no, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, there's definitely some studios that are that I've been in. There's three thousand square feet, and they got you know five hundred dedicated to their your laundry and cleaning supply room and it's like kind of scratch your head because it's, you know, prime retail space. And, you know, you can bring that in from, from outside. It also makes a lot of noise and I'm sure it's probably not the top of your list on what your employees like, you know, love to do about their job either. So it's a For good sure. point. For yeah. sure. It's like cleaning. I mean, we've had spas come to us. In fact, we had one, uh, they had a fire, a bad, a bad fire. They were in a, in a building, the building was going to kick them out. And this is probably about a, 20,000 square foot spa facility, which is nothing small in New York city. And, you know, they outsourced it to us. Um, it took some time for them to get used to because they're used to throwing it in the dryer and being able to grab one or two towels or whatever it was that they needed at that immediate moment. But at the end of the day, it was, it was a, it was a win-win and you're right. I mean, when you're paying a premium, what are you getting per square foot for that space versus what you could get if it was a massage uh, room or, a, or, a, or, you know, studio to add an extra three bikes or whatever it is. Right. Yeah. That's a good point. So stick, stick to what you're good at and what your mission is. You know, one of the things that struck me over time is anytime I go into a client and they got towel service as part of your membership, everyone internally is like, look, don't mess with the towels. Like don't take the towels out because it's like such a noticeable perceived value subtraction from the membership. And actually people cancel because they took away the towels. So like what's been some anecdotal experience where you've seen people say, Hey, this is a great cost cutting measure. And they they realize that it's also a great revenue cutting measure. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think it's, it's, I, I couldn't tell you how many times, I've had this back and forth with, uh, you know, studios, right? So you have, you know, you have, I don't want to say per se mom and pop studios, but let's say uh, a, a group that owns, let's say three, three to five locations and they're very cost conscious. Uh, they're trying to grow their business and they realize, oh, well, if I, if, you know, I'm spending a hundred thousand, I'm just making up a number, a hundred thousand dollars a year on towels. Um, if I brought it in house, um, I could save, $40,000 right? Or if I found someone who would do it for less, then it might be, I'm going to sacrifice service and quality, but I'm going to save some money. But what they don't realize that is if you lose one member a month because of the towel, right? And, and you're a, th- a thousand, you know, it's, 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 it, it each, it's a hundred dollars a month, let's say membership, which is probably cheap, right? Maybe it's 200. So you're talking about a $2,500 loss times that by 12, it makes no sense right? It makes no sense. So there's other things that you can do. Um, you know, we can technologies that are in place. You know, I mentioned ozone. You can, I've tried like crazy to get my vendors to use RFID where you have a gateway. It's sewn into the towel. You can put a nice t- tracking tag. You can even brand it, you know, uh, Pete's, Pete's gym, right? And it's got your logo on the towel and there is a gateway. And as soon as you walk out the door, it clocks it. And as soon as it gets into my my place, it clocks it. And as soon as it leaves my place, it clocks it. And as soon as it walks in your place, it clocks it. It leaves no error, zero error for, oh, whose fault is it, right? And, of course, they're the customer. I'm always wrong. I got it. Fine. Whatever it is. But here's the math, guys. Here's the science. It's so simple. 
And, you know, for a minimal investment, you know, it's not a lot of money. You're talking about a couple grand, right? Yeah. It, 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 you know, you, you, you have to replenish your towels. Generally, rule of thumb is every three to six months. And most of it is because of theft. I mean, Equinox, God, I can tell you, they catch a guy walking out with a bag full of towels every month. You know, so it's theft. There's obviously wear and tear. And then there's the launderer who, who, who loses them or mixes them. It happens. Now, that's completely removed. Completely removed. Yeah, when you you know, I've I've checked out that um, that RFID counter technology. I believe it's called Tile uh, Tile Tracker. There's quite a few. There's yeah. quite a few. I use a guy actually from Turkey, and it's it's pretty it's really good. And and what you can do is not only can you manufacture they'll manufacture the towels, but they'll sew them right in with a tag, so it's seamless. And then you drop ship to us. We wash them. We deliver them. We scan it. It's 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 really simple. Yeah. Are, you, are you seeing clubs? Uh, well, take your guy from Turkey as an example. Do they actually have a RFID um, shelving with with actual door? So when members check in and out, they're actually taking the towel. If they walk out with it, they charge their account. So think of it like when you go to a retail store and you, you walk through those things and the beeper starts going off. But this is much smaller. It's about it's about a, like a brick, and you almost you put it over the door of your entrance. So anything that comes in and out, it's automatically tapped. And you can have a counter, you know, on your desktop or your check-in booth, wherever it is. And it just, and then, you know, you can make it, you can make it fun. You can make it sound like a, you know, or you can have it silent. It, it totally depends on what you want it to be. But the beauty about it is that you strictly know where it is and when it is, and you get instant answers. It's right. that simple. So, you know, I think over the last year, well, let's say since March 16th of last year, every health club has kind of looked at their business, you know, someone with a white piece of paper and said, hey, there's no reason why somebody should have a keychain that has their, uh, their their barcode on it. And I physically hand it to someone at the front desk and then they physically hand it back to me. Like that's a, there should be contactless check-in. You know, there should be towel service that I could get. I don't have to ask anybody to go get one, turn around, come back physically hand me a towel so all that's kind of hopefully going by the wayside as people optimize what goes on inside of the club so have you seen over the last couple of months or maybe after this podcast you will like a big increase in people coming in saying like hey i want to embrace technology and i also want to outsource because i got enough going on on my revenue side to kind of reboot what i'm doing I mean, I would think so because labor costs are, are moving much higher. So are insurance regulations and things like that. So from that perspective, if you're a good operator, you should already be in tune and you should already be using technology as your friend, right? I mean, you spend a gazillion dollars on this amazing sound system, but you're, you, you know, you're using a, a hand clocker when people walk in to see how many covers are coming in, coming out. I mean, right. to me, that's it's ludicrous. So think of it as if you're a small operation, it's I, I kind of think of it as the... Uh, the Contiki tour. I don't know if any of you guys know. Oh yeah, man. I went on a Contiki tour. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, 12 countries in 10 days. Right. Yeah, it, blew, it, it, blew it, through. it was awesome. Yeah, so, you know, I find that when small guys have extra cash, they blow it on a beautiful vacation like that and do whatever the bigger guys who reinvest back into their business and want to grow organically. That's what you should be doing. That's exactly how I grew. I mean, yeah, I would have loved to put a, 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 you know, move to a nicer house or a nicer car or whatever. But when I started, I realized the best thing to do was to reinvest into my business. And that's how it grew. And, and that's what I continue to do. Got it. So, so from your standpoint, just, you know, flip, flip the switch here for a minute. Talk about you as an entrepreneur. 
uh, how you got to 75 cities, um, you know, how you decided when you were going to continue to grow. Cause there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there right now that obviously got a big dose of reality, like we all did. And now it's like, Hey, I want to, you know, the coast is going to be clear pretty soon. I want to grow, but I also don't want to overstress myself. And I don't want to take on a lot of capital. So how did you kind of sequentially get to where you are today? And what are some of the, you know, takeaways that you would, you'd share about, you know, do's and don'ts. Sure. Sure. I mean, what I would tell you on the do's and don'ts is, you know, you gotta, you gotta stay focused. You gotta keep your eye on the ball. You know, nothing new that you haven't heard before. Right. I love saying that luck is when opportunity and persistence come together, you know, being an ex wall street guy, I'd always rather be lucky than good. Um, at the end of the day, uh, I think that's important, but I just, I, I feel like if if entrepreneurs continue to stay focused on what their core business is, as opposed to trying to appease uh, all the, um, we'll say VC or private equity or, or or whoever else could be an angel investor and say, oh, this would be really great for this. Or, and, and it could be great for that also. And you know what? They're, they're right. It could be. But as you know, as you, if, you, if you lose focus on what you're trying to do, um, it distracts you. So what did I do? I realized that um, pickup and delivery was, you know, I, I kind of just followed Amazon at the end of the day, right? You know, going back years ago, about 10 years ago, and realized that it's about service, right? Laundry is, is a pain. It's a pain. It's a real pain point, whether it be on the commercial side or for people's homes or a combination. Too. It's just a major pain point. So we outsourced our lawn cutting. You outsource your pool cleaning. You outsource your car washing. We outsource our clean of our house, Right. And you know what? Maybe sometimes you want to wash your car, but sometimes you don't want to. So what do you do? You go down or you do it yourself or whatever it may be. So I realized this and I built some software and uh, I quickly grew and grew fast. And then I started to license my software around the country. And, you know, fast forward to today, uh, over 75 cities, uh, four countries and, and growing a lot and, and looking to do some and just sign some big deals, frankly. And, and I can service national accounts. So Rumble, Rumble Fitness is a gym. They're in San Fran, they're in LA, they're in Miami, or, or no, Philadelphia. Uh, um, where else do we have them? I mean, we have them in, I can't remember off the top of my head, but it was a one-stop shop for them. So if you have multiple locations and you really need service, right? Yeah, there's the big boys, there's the Cintas and the Airmarks of the world, and they'll, they'll bring the 18-wheeler and they'll dump a gazillion pounds and they'll see you in a week. But sometimes, or a lot of times, the towels are, 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 are stained badly, and you need to get your rep, but your rep doesn't make any money on servicing you, even though the company makes you service them. So from a service perspective, it's horrible. And when you have high demanding customers, which everybody is at the end of the day, right? You need to, you know, you don't want to be giving out free classes to say, I'm sorry for the stain on your towel, or I'm sorry we don't have any towels that are clean right now. You know, those are, you, you should budget in for that. But at the end of the day, you need someone who can, who can respond to you quickly and your needs. And, you know, it's, the worst thing to me as a business operator is missed revenue opportunity, right? Mm -hmm. So as a gym, you don't want to, I don't want to say chintz on towels per se, or in this case, service. You want to make sure you want to give it to them because giving, paying a little extra to have that service and convenience where you focus on growing your customer base and getting prices up because you're offering a better quality product, um, I think is, is, is the most important thing. So it, it, I look at it as a partnership. So whether you're a, in a local gym uh, or an Orange Theory, for instance, or whatever it may be, 
we, it's one-stop shopping. And that allows complete transparency, which is unheard of in my business for the most part, right? Imagine, go crazy. I know it's going to sound crazy, but imagine as a gym operator or the uh, account payable department, you can go online and on our software, look at how much you spend, how much things weigh, uh, print out your own invoice, schedule your own pickup, get a text message and an email alert, let you know when the driver is on way and for the delivery. So you can remove that equation from your brain as you're trying to open up because you have a grand opening or you got a like a class pass coming in, you sold out. And so there, it, there's so many things that our software can help you as a gym um, be more efficient um, and capitalize on, I guess what some people may see as an incurred cost. I think of it as a cost savings because you're missing out on revenue opportunities because you're partnering around with you know, your 17 different gym guys. Uh, gym uh, towel guys when you should be focusing on how to get more people in the gym so mm-hmm. that's my personal take you know know the value of your time because your value of your time isn't managing the gym guy it's managing all your your, your employees as well as your customers who want a great experience inside your facility interesting so so you've kind of you're in the you're in this sector but you're really a software guy at the end of the day it sounds like yeah, I'm a, I'm a tech guy that does laundry yeah. and dry cleaning and shoe repair and home services. Like, I mean, who wants to do laundry? I mean, I don't care business or home. It's it sucks. Right, it's, right. It's the I moved to New Jersey when I lived in the city for 20 years. I was so excited. I grew up in New Jersey and I bought a big John Deere tractor. I was excited to cut the grass one time. One time. <laughs> I said, this sucks. Like, what am I thinking? Four hours of this crap? Got rid of that. And I said... Done. That's funny. So a, a, as you now have this software platform, do you license that to other operators around the country or is it really your proprietary platform? I, I both. I have branded and what we call white label, right? Uh, laundry operators are, are, are beasts in, of their own kind. Um, very entrepreneurial, a bit stubborn. Um, the good ones do it full time. So what I would say to any gym or spa or anybody, one of the first questions you should ask this, the, the, the company is, is the owner work there full-time, right? Because if he doesn't work there or she doesn't work there full-time, you're going to get, you know, 60% of probably what you should get at the end of mm-hmm. the day, right? Because they don't have any real skin in it because time is money and you want to put your time where you're going to earn the most money. So in this case, it wouldn't be that laundry. In my case, absolutely in it. So you know, it, it all it all depends, but yes, in short, you can do a white label or you can do uh, a branded, which is a SaaS model, as well as a subscription model. That's great. That's great. So, so last question: as um, you look at pricing out proposals in the future, and obviously everyone's trying to get the best price. At the same time, we've been preaching to the health club and the fitness studio industry to raise price or if anything, maintain the price. So do you feel that people are going to better understand the benefit that you bring and the fact that clean towels and, you know, using ozone, that, that those things are differentiators and but don't, don't fight me on price. Fight me if there's something that goes wrong, that's outside of our control. But like, I gotta, you want, you actually want me to make money. Like I always say, like, I want my vendors to make money and I want them to pick up the phone. I don't want to take advantage to the point where it's a loss leader for them. And then they treat me like a loss leader. I mean, I think the key, I think the key is, is, is establishing a true partnership. 
ultimately, if they treat you like a vendor, then it's not a real partnership because, you know, my goal is exactly what you said. I don't want you to have one location or three locations. I want you to have a hundred locations. And whatever I can do to help you reach that is what I need, is, is, is part of my job, right? So if I catch situations, like for instance, I have my staff, if I start to see orangey rust stuff, that would tell me that your cleaning staff is actually using the towel to clean your showers and, and the metal objects, right? And you're getting rust on your, on your towel, right? So I can identify those types of things. I like to share those with them, whether they act on them or not. I can't control that at the end of the day. But one thing that I'm looking into and trying to offer is, is really one-stop shopping. So imagine if I told you, not only can I wash your towels and, and, and control that for you, but I can also clean your gym, right? So now you have leverage pricing. So if you want to fight me on price, okay, I can give you a better price on the towel, but you know, you got to give me the cleaning. You got to give me something to leverage in order to make it a better price for you. So it's a better price for you, right? I'd rather make, you know, 20% on, on 50 bucks than 10, 10% on, on 10 bucks, right? And, or 30% on 10 bucks, excuse me. So work together. I, really, that's the whole thing. But when you sometimes you get those guys and girls are like, you're my vendor, do what I say, and that's that. And so you just do what you say. And, you know, you know when people burn through their vendors. Okay, we know. We know very well. And at that point, it's like, okay, great. I was your six-month fling. Great. Go find another six-month fling, and I'll see you in a couple months or maybe in a year or two. That's awesome. Well, look, man, it was great to uh, finally get together here. Look forward to uh, to doing some business together. We got some accounts to send your way. Appreciate and, that. Uh, we will uh, we'll meet up in person once uh, once it's safe to do so. I look forward to that, Pete. Thanks. And Dave, awesome. thanks, David. Appreciate it. You got I look it. Look forward to meeting you. Same here. You got it. Thanks, awesome. man. Have a great right, day, guys. guys. Thanks for Thank coming you. on. Later Thank you. Bye bye. As we continue to build our Halo Talks email notification database, want to offer you a free $10 instant gift card from our friends at Promotion Vault. Also to show you how easy it is to offer your members and prospects and clients the ability to get desired actions out of them and reward them in real time, go to halotalks.com, put your email address into the pop-up box, see how it works, get a free $10 gift card from us, and uh, keep listening and making everybody great. Great.